Welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 17th day of June 2022. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host for a very abbreviated version of the program, just so there's something in your play box. Yes. And as the world prepares for to celebrate the anniversary of my birth next week. Uh, good Lord. Well, who'd have thought? Well, you never know. I would say who if you told me that the Dow would be at uh, under 30,000 by the time of my birthday... I would not have believed you, but then again, got a few days still, so <laughs> maybe maybe it'll pick back up. My God, what a horrible president we have. What a complete incompetent boob we have. If you have uh, any money in the Dow, any uh, 401k, don't look at it. Don't look at it. There's nothing can be done. Don't look at it. All you'll do is make bad decisions, so don't <laughs> Don't do anything. I mean, I don't know. It's your life. You do what you got to do. But rich people are looking at this as like an opportunity to buy. Same with my friend who got me into crypto a little bit. I'm not heavily into crypto. I'm not one of those guys. I don't have the money to go heavily into crypto. But my, my friend is like, you need to be one of those guys. You need to go heavily into crypto. I don't know if they're like, they just want everybody to, to like, everybody's losing money. So let's get everybody else losing money. Then I'll feel less bad about the money I'm losing or if they really do believe that this is a uh, a buying opportunity I mean you could I don't know you could mortgage your house and buy crypto if you really believed that stuff just I think that uh, I thought that crypto was supposed to be a hedge against inflation that was what I was told and like oh well when the feces hits the fan on crypto or on uh, because of Joe Biden's spending when inflation really kicks in everything goes to hell, crypto will be like gold or whatever. Now it doesn't seem to be that way at all. It just seems to go with the stock market rather than against the stock market. But the stock market is down. It closed down at 29927 A huge, bad, awful week this week, and the Biden administration has no clue what they're doing, no concern for it. No interest in it whatsoever. They're too busy saying that the oil companies are greedy, meanie, bumbalinis who won't refine more oil. Not that they won't drill more oil. Well, apparently they say that the uh, oil companies are drilling just enough oil. So we don't need to have drilling in this country, but we need to refine more. Now, where does that oil come from that they refine more? Who knows? I don't think that these people understand how the market works in any aspect whatsoever. I really don't. Moreover, I don't think they care. And that causes me to not care what they have to say. They really, you just have to kind of sit there. Every once in a while, you get that shot. You know it's going to hurt or you're whatever. Getting a hemorrhoid exam, you're at the proctologist. And sometimes you just got to bite your bottom lip and go, well, there's only one way out of this and it's through. It's not... (laughs) No backing out now. Let's just get it over with. It's kind of like the, uh, I could give you the one time I had a catheter story, but I don't think you really want to hear it. It was um, one of the, well, hell, I'll do it since I'm light on material rather than just end it. And if you don't want to hear about a catheter story, go ahead and um, turn it off here. It was my second, I had hernia surgeries when I was 19 and 21. 
Why? Just lucky, I guess. One side one year, the other side the other year. God, they sucked terribly. After the first one, there was no problem, except for when I went. It's outpatient, which seems a little weird, but it was. Uh, they say essentially saw you in half. But um, no, they don't saw you in half. They slice like four or five inches open on your waist, and it just hurts like hell to move anything to do with your, your leg below that incision. So I go home, and I lay in bed, and then I had to go to the bathroom a little bit later. It took about a half an hour and my brother and my dad to get me out of bed. And by the time I got out, it because uh, every time I moved, the bed was too soft. I had the pain shakes, you know, the pain shakes, where it's like your whole body is being stabbed a thousand times by needles and you can't feel anything. I didn't even have to go to the bathroom at that point. I just sat on the toilet with the lid closed and put my head against the sink and regretted ever being brought into this world. Well, two years later, I had another surgery. I um, I didn't. I figured I've been a pro at this, right? I know what I'm doing. I don't. Need, you don't eat anything or drink anything 24 hours before the surgery. It's pretty simple, basic stuff, right? Well, they give you a whole sheet to look at, and I didn't look at it. I went to this uh, chick's house that worked in the mall where I worked, and we watched. I can't remember what we watched. We watched something where uh, it was supposed to be enhanced if you engaged in smoking a marijuana cigarette. So uh, I was kind of hitting on her or whatever, so I figured, sure, yeah, whatever. And we we did, and it was the Friday before the Monday surgery. And I come Sunday night, and I'm just, oh, there's the sheet of paper. I'll just read this sheet of paper just for the hell of it, make sure I didn't miss anything. And I look... And right somewhere in the middle of it, there is uh, no alcohol and or marijuana 10 days before surgery. And I'm like, huh, holding my fingers. uh, Monday, Sunday, Saturday, Friday. That's that's less than 10 days. So uh, I'm sitting there in the operating room, ready to go. And I figured this rule had to do with the anesthesiologist, right? Because they're the ones putting the drugs into your body and if there's going to be interaction with something already in there they need to they're the one that needs to know about it so i uh <laughs> i said to the anesthesiologist he comes in, can i talk to you for a second alone so he's sure he kicks out whoever was in there and he says what is it? i said anything i say to you is confidential right oh yeah yeah so i didn't want my parents finding out and i said uh, i broke one of your rules and he said is it the Food, water, no, it's the uh, alcohol and or marijuana 10 days before. And he says, did you you drink some beers? And I said, uh, no, no. Actually, I was 17 and 19, so I was 19 at this time. I said, no, I did not not drink beers. And so he, he looks at me and he says, when? And I says, Friday. So he does what looks like calculations in his head. I don't know what he was doing. And he goes, all right, I'll take care of it. And then he looks at me again and he goes, you know, you really shouldn't do that. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know. Way to go, coach. Good job. So (laughs) I come to after the surgery and, you know, you're groggy. They're sitting you up. You're going to puke. You're not going to puke. Here, drink a Coke if you're going to puke, blah, blah, blah. And you get back upright. And one of the nurses comes over to me and she puts her you know, my arm is next to the bed she grabs my arm she how you doing and uh, said i'm good and she goes uh you must drink a lot i'm like what 
Like that's that's a weird pickup line, but okay. What do you mean? And she said you were moving around a lot during surgery, and you were telling us how you uh, were going to get out of there. You didn't want this to happen, and you know the anesthesia is really impacted by you know or isn't super effective on people who drink a lot of it. I didn't have the heart to tell her that it was, that it was stoned, and the guy had dialed back or whatever made ever whatever adjustments it was. So she thought I was a just a run of the mill drunk, where I was a, a drug user. So they come time to, uh, I'm sitting upright, and I said, all right, I'll try to pee. And they give you that little kidney bean-shaped thing. They didn't do this the first time. I don't, they just let me go. Apparently in the two years that it happened between, things had changed dramatically. So I'm sitting there like, what am I supposed to do? And said, well, you just hold it there and you, and you pee while you're semi-laying in a craftmatic adjustable bed. And I'm like, I don't, I can't. I tried. I tried. It was just too weird. It's, I had spent a good portion of my life at that point not wetting the bed. So trying to deliberately do what seemed like wetting the bed seemed impossible, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Plus, you're nervous about pushing because you're, you're held together by surgical tape, really, not even one internal stitch, a long stitch, and... Uh, six pieces of surgical tape so i said i I can't i don't i don't have to go i don't have to go so well we can't let you go until you pee so i had to try a couple more times and then they got me out of bed and into a wheelchair to make me feel more natural like i was sitting on a toilet still couldn't go and i'm like i don't i don't feel like i have to pee i don't have to pee and so i'm laying back in bed and the doctor comes in and i says i don't have to pee i don't don't know what you're talking about this pee what's pee well, the doctor says, all right, I'll let you go. But if you don't pee by tonight, you're going to have to come back and have emergency surgery because that means we kinked something up when we were putting you back together, putting your intestines back in, and like, it just it's not good. You're going to have to be back here. And I'm like thinking, that's not what I want to do. That's not what I want to do. I remembered getting out of bed last time. Uh, I remember. I just, no. And emergency surgery. So I said, all right, here, let me try one more time. And if I can't, because they said, we're going to have to do a catheter. I said, no, you're not doing a catheter. And the doctor was going to let me go without a catheter. So let me try one more time. And if I can't do it, then you can do the catheter. Only vaguely did I know. I knew what a catheter was, but I just, I really didn't want one. I hadn't thought too much about the logistics of it. I said, no, then you can do the catheter. So they closed the curtain. They gave me the kidney bean. I never tried so hard to do anything in my whole freaking life and pee that time. And it just wasn't happening. I was convinced, like, I have no pee. I don't have any pee. Like, there's nothing coming out. So um, I come back in and I said, all right, do what you got. I don't think you're going to find any pee in there, but do what you got to do. So they lay me back, and there's a nurse on one side, a nurse on the other side, and a whole team of people down the business end. I don't know what they're doing. And he says, all right, you're going to feel an unnatural, you're going to feel a little pressure, a little pressure. Like, yeah, a little pressure. And then they start. And they're like, yeah, it was a little pressure. It was the most unnatural pressure you could ever possibly imagine. It's, that, is, that is like a whole bunch of people going in the outdoor. Like, that, is not, that is not normal. And then you're sitting there going, where the freak is my, my bladder? Is it somehow up on my shoulder? Like how much, 
how much of this hose you got to put up there, doc? And then finally they get it up there while the doctors, while the nurses are sitting there trying to talk to you. Like there's something, there's something she could say to make you forget that they're shoving a garden hose up your penis. Uh, like, oh, so what are you doing? What are your big plans this weekend? Like, well, I, the, not to have another hose shoved up my penis for one thing. Um, so they get it up there and finally it starts to drain. And I filled two of those kidney bean things. So apparently I had to pee. Um, but that meant I was put back together or whatever. It's just I wasn't able to pee. And then comes the end where you're sitting there and they go, all right, now we're going to get it out. And they don't take it out casually. They don't... It's like I was it, was, it was like it was the first day of, of, first warm day in spring when you're able to cut the lawn and you got the mower out there and you haven't started it since fall and you're pulling the pole starter. Like, is there a certain amount of time that this thing can only be in the human body and we're fast approaching? We've got three seconds left. We have to get this thing out. Why are you pulling this thing like you're trying to start a snowblower for the first time? What in the hell is going on? And they got it out and they said, all right, well, you can go. And then they give you your pants and your, your clothes and so you can get dressed. And I'm like, Jesus, I just, at this point, I need a cigarette. Like, <laughs> you people have violated me in ways that people pay prostitutes a lot of money to do in third world countries. I need a damn cigarette. So I don't recommend a catheter, I think is the... <laughs> It's the moral of the story. Although it worked, I mean, I I am still able to urinate to this day freely, and I did not have. I did have to go. You have to go back the next day. That's why it's so weird that it's outpatient. You get up, you get the surgery, you get out of there, and then you have to be back in the morning for a checkup to make sure that you didn't bleed out or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I was there the next day, and uh, yeah, it sucks. Don't get hernias. Ladies and gentlemen, don't get hernias. Or if you get them, get them when you're really super young because you don't remember that. Anyway, that's it. It's Friday, for God's sakes. There, you just heard a a penis having a hose shoved up its story. But better way to start. If there's a better way to start the weekend, I just don't know. Uh, The Weekend Effing Review will be up at midnight at patreon.com slash Podcast or at derekhunter.locals.com. Five bucks a month is all it takes to support the show. And uh, wish me a happy birthday next week. I have a bunch of pictures of the uh, trip to Funland up there for the members. Thanks to everybody who wrote the nice comments and all that, sent me the nice messages. Yes, my kids are very, very cute kids. You're absolutely right. So thanks for listening, telling a friend, all that good stuff. We'll be back to normal, regular order on Monday. Have a great one. <laughs>